Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? If you had to pick one wrestler who was the... It's Keith Lee. The patron... <laughs> It's Keith Lee. It's Keith Lee. No, 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 no. We, we, we know. We know. I know. Yeah. Everybody that's pushed play on this knows already. Let's just start the podcast. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Alright, so joining us on The Masked Man Show with Kaz is a guy who, if you listen to this show, has uh I don't we don't have many fan clubs on the show, but if there was a Keith Lee fan club, it would probably start between uh us two right here, uh just as much as we sing the praises of this gentleman. And uh it was only right. I feel like last week we were just talking about him and everything with the new look, and then it just so happened, uh, you know, Brian hopped in the chat, and here we are now, man, with a guy who I truly believe revolutionized uh, heavyweight wrestling in the past two decades. One of my favorite professional wrestlers in the world. The limitless one, Keith Lee. What's going on, sir? Greetings and salutations, gentlemen. I am quite well. How are you guys doing? Can't complain. Can't complain, man. Things are good. It's good to see you back. It's good to see you uh, in good health. You know what I mean? It's good to see you with a new look, you know? Uh a lot of a lot of noise was talked was about was talked about the uh, the gray hair when you popped out, uh, and I know you are you're naturally gray from what from what I what I'm what I've uh, been understood to to know about you, uh, but 
Talk to me about the decision to uh, re-debut with that sort of uh, look as opposed to what we, we, we usually see from you. Um, you know, I think that the most basic explanation I could offer you is it's a giant middle finger to society and the internet and the rest of this planet's subpar intelligence that seem to view gray hair as merely nothing more than a, an age situation or a stress situation. Uh, I'm hopeful that in being the trendsetter in this, that people may actually decide to educate themselves a little bit and maybe they'll learn a little bit about science. Uh, but ultimately, the reality is as long as you've seen me do what I do, everything about me has not been a character. It's just been me. And so to honor that, I decided to be me fully. And that includes uh, the get up that people seem to think is priestly or uh, and, and, and the few other things that will be coming along with that in, in the changes that I've made. But ultimately, it is a way for me to, I guess, visually produce love for myself and put it on screen and maybe make a few other people comfortable with who and what they are. Oh, well, as someone with some gray, I appreciate that very much. Um, same, same. <laughs> I, I, Keith, I was thinking, you know, we're coming up on WrestleMania season in WWE. It was 2017. That I, if correct me if I'm wrong, that you had sort of a big WrestleMania weekend on the Indies. You wrestled a bunch of shows. Everybody suddenly, you were the, the the person everybody was talking about coming out of there. And it, I mean, I'm old, but it sort of blows my mind to think that was six years ago. What has the past? What has the journey been like for you over the past six years? And who who, who are you now compared to who that guy was back then? Hmm. Now versus then. Uh, I would say I am evolved, uh, no pun intended. I've learned a lot, not just from what I do in the ring, what I do outside of the ring, from what some people would refer to as legends and uh, some quite literal Hall of Famers. And I think that... The guy now is just a more educated and mindful version of what I was in 17. And 17 was a guy that really wrestled for his own joy. A lot of the things that I did was just because I enjoyed them personally. Um, nowadays, I'm much smarter about the things that I do. And uh, that also has its own version of joy because that actually allows me more freedom to pursue other goals and ambitions, um, <clears throat> other projects that I have in the works and even other companies that will come to light eventually. But yeah, that guy was a balls to the wall guy, foot always on the gas. Uh, you could tell by the majority of my matches and 
nowadays I'm good at uh, knowing when to hit the gas pedal to go around uh, a bad driver or uh, a potential wreck, if you will. So I think that's kind of the biggest difference. I'm I'm, I'm more Terry Taylor influenced. That's the best way <laughs> to say that. Shout out Terry Taylor, man. Uh, I I want to I want to kind of piggyback off of that because I just you know we talk about how much we're big fans of you on this show. And that's because, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a heavyweight enthusiast. I'm always I'm always down to watch the big guys do their thing. And Dave was mentioning that indie run in 2017 when you just kind of took over the industry with just doing stuff that you felt you wanted to do. And uh, now that you're a little bit uh, wiser, as you put it, and a little bit more yourself, um, how do you kind of look back on the influence you've left? as far as being a heavyweight wrestler that can do things that cruiserweights can do, but at the same time, you know, do things that not even the strongest guy in any company could kind of do. You've kind of meshed so many styles, and now I see a lot of younger guys that are of similar build or, you know, sort of uh, who qualify themselves as super heavyweights, you know, kind of follow in your footsteps. Um how do you feel about the legacy you left behind for super heavyweights or is, or currently leaving behind for super heavyweights? It's, it's strange. Um, it's a little odd to even listen to a question that's worded in that fashion to think that I have some sort of legacy is humbling at the very least, but all in all, I would say that the enemy is very proud because all my life I've always been a very versatile individual and that's something I kind of pride myself on even in my wiser time there's a lot I can still do I just don't because it would mean so much less you you talk about being an enthusiast of big guys and that's I can tell you why that is a mm. lot of things that happen that big guys do is a spectacle. It's that you have to fight to get the things that you want to see out of that kind of match. And the two guys in there are going to fight because neither one of them want to get picked up and drops. They're not used to it. It's uncomfortable. It's disconcerting. So when those things happen, it means something. It's not something that just happens in some rapid fashion that doesn't even allow the acknowledgement or registering of what has happened, that shit happens and you feel it right then and there. You mm -hmm. can relate to it. Like you can visually see the effects of what's happening and it makes it special. And that is something I can attribute to all the way back in 2008 with my very first, uh, I don't like to bring up this company, but my very first time as an extra for WWE, my very first talk with Undertaker and the very first piece of advice I ever received from someone who's been there, done that, done it all was take the things you do and make them mean something. And I think even in my wild times in 2017, I did a lot of making things still matter, but it was at an accelerated rate. <laughs> And it wasn't required. Mm. We'll, we'll put it that way. When you talk about 
making the taking the things you do and, and making them matter. We don't have to talk about the other place, but you know, it's been well documented whether or not it's true that there was some you know creative issues uh, as you came on the main roster. How are you? How have you taken creative control, if I can use that phrase, uh, during your time in AEW? And and how do you how do you position? What role do you have in positioning yourself? well documented what do you mean when you say that let me maybe take that back there was um when you debuted on the main roster there was uh there was a lot of fan discussion about the bearcat character sure uh and how it was different than your role in nxt and obviously everything that came before um and then your positioning on the card sort of in general um whether or not there's any documentation there i guess i can i'll qualify that (laughs) there was a lot of discussion about it Understood. Uh, So I will clarify the things that you're saying in a more matter-of-fact version, if that's okay with you. Please. So the initial debut of the main roster had nothing to do with Bearcat, right? Um, That was an honor, a privilege, if you will. You don't see anyone, and I mean anyone, show up on the main roster and immediately fight Randy Orton. That's not a thing. So the fact that that was my pathway was something very special as far as I'm concerned, because he's someone that not only I had looked up to and learned a lot from during that time, but he's someone that qualified me for who I am and what I'm capable of and what I bring to this industry. The moment you're qualified by a big show, a Mark Henry, a Brock Lesnar, a Roman Reigns, a Randy Orton, anybody like that, there's not a point in any circumstance where you need to be validated by anyone or anything. And you'll never see me look for that. Even before them, I have 100% faith in what I bring to this industry. Now, there were circumstances that were odd strange if you will a great example would be a very sudden changing of entrance music and a change in attire now these weren't necessarily creative differences it's the things that they wanted when you work in a company you give that company what they want mm-hmm. while these were not my personal ideas it is my job as talent to fulfill those to the best of my ability. And I think for that initial time, I think I certainly did that. And that comes with, uh, let's see, what was my last really good match? I was probably when I main evented Raw with Drew McIntyre. And right, uh, I think Goldberg came back that night and some yeah. other stuff happened. But, <clears throat> That was a great time and a great time of learning and advancement of myself in terms of how I understand this business. Now, when I went down with COVID and I was one of the unlucky few to end up with the whole inflammation and fighting death and all that stuff. Unfortunately, when I did get clear to return, I don't know what changed. I can't clarify that for you because I wasn't a part of those discussions. All I know is 
it was asked of me to be this Bearcat thing. Initially, I actually turned it down and didn't want anything to do with it because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do things to the best of your ability if you don't understand what it is. When I tried to create some sort of connection for people to grasp onto and Bearcat right, they didn't want to bring up that guy. That would have been my only personal saving grace for that. Right. Then I would have some sort of like, okay, there's a connection here for me too. But it was just what was asked of me. And eventually, if Vince asks you to do a thing, you're going to say, yes, sir, whatever you need. And then you do it to the best of your ability. I think I've proven in my time that people have been aware of me. I am not a generic big guy. I've never been that. I'm capable. And I could be some generic powerhouse. But again, for as long as I've been alive, I have been a very versatile individual. So delivering ooga booga, me big, strong, me squishy. (laughs) I don't take joy in that. And maybe that had something to do with the results of that whole we're releasing everybody situation. Mm. So it's not creative differences necessarily. It's just uh, this is what was asked of me and I did it because that's my job. Keith, I'd love to ask you about uh, your current um, situation at AEW with Swerve. Uh, It's been a long story that you guys have told over the past, gosh, I want to say eight, nine months now, over a year. Almost nine, nine or ten months at this point. Nine or ten months, yeah. And uh, you know, the I would say when you guys debuted together as a team, it was one of those things that everybody just immediately sort of looked at as like a, a turning point for AEW, right? Like when it came to the tag team division, and me personally, when it came to seeing um just black talent uh, you know, in AEW in prominent positions, um it gave me the same vibe that like Kenny Omega and Heyman Page did when they started their tag team run, right? It wasn't necessarily just, oh, we're putting them together because they're two black guys, right? It was, no, we're putting them together because they're two elite talents and like, why not? Why shouldn't they be tag team champions? So when you became tag team champions, it was a validation for a lot of folks that really were big fans of yourself and Swerve. Fast forward to now, you guys are bitter enemies, uh, this whole mogul affiliates thing is going on with him and he's, and he's really changed his, uh, you know, he's really changed the way he's, 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 he's carried himself in the past several months since you've been out. Uh, what's been the biggest thing you've noticed about Swerve from beginning to now and into why he's the person that he is now? Like what, what, what was the big catalyst to, to, to his big change right now? And especially since you've come back. So I'm really not certain what could be the catalyst for his change. I can tell you that my initial thoughts about him uh, well before AEW just meeting him is he is absolutely top tier talent when it comes to being in that ring and making a difference and being different. He's oftentimes very good at those things. 
And uh, one of the reasons I enjoyed tagging with him for so long. But at the end of the day, we're both solo artists. Now, he seems to like to have uh, company, if you will, <laughs> associates. And that's fine. I think that if I had to take a guess, a gander, Swerve is a very petty individual. So there are often times that I would see him quote tweet a thing that maybe has something to do with me and my star power. And I think that he took umbrage with some of those statements or claims and maybe decided uh, he needs to be the star. He needs to be the guy. And in mobile affiliates, he can most certainly be that. He took some random unknowns <laughs> and surrounded himself with them, but great protection because they are massive human beings. Mm -hmm. I would even venture to say at least one of the two are bigger than me. They're both taller than me. Uh, we start talking about strength. That's probably another story entirely, but we won't get on that. <laughs> I think that his personal pursuit of stardom and raising his stock is something that possibly was a catalyst in this. And maybe, uh, maybe he feels disrespected in some ways in terms of how fans speak about him. And uh, we've had plenty of conversations where he's, and he said it openly himself. He keeps yeah. receipts. Like yeah. he keeps, and I've seen some of the screenshots and I'm like, dude, you can't dwell on this. Like, it's not good for you. I don't pay attention to anything that isn't uh, an opportunity for me to uplift somebody else, mm -hmm. inspire somebody, or someone doing that for me, because that's, that's what love is, right? Trying to spread some sort of positive energy for humans across this planet. And that's part of my entire existence. And what I do is to be that person that can offer some sort of change some sort of influence some sort of positivity something that makes you want to be better than you are that is what i view myself as the catalyst for that for other people how, how do you see that playing out in AEW? like what's the long-term goal oh i mean let's be honest here any place or any time an individual goes to a company uh, it doesn't have to be sports-related. It doesn't have to be physical. You go somewhere, most people with goals or ambition, they want to be that number one talent, that number one person, that number one mind, whatever it may be. The end goal is obviously become AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And let's be honest, I'm really good at making history. <laughs> AEW would be a black world heavyweight champion. I'm more than capable of doing that. I'm more than capable of carrying myself in a way that would be befitting and beneficial to a company. Not to mention I'm setting different standards in terms of what's <laughs> acceptable in this gross societal industry of people trying to tell you what it means to be beautiful or what it means to represent in a way that they deem as uh, useful. And that's what I intend to do. 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Man, I'm so excited. Like, okay, so let's talk about just this this upcoming, I, I guess, match. At, at, I think it's it's at Revolution. Has it been announced yet? You and Swerve at Revolution happening or nothing yet? For Revolution, as far as I know, um, I know that Dustin and or Dusty, as I like to call him, <laughs> um, there's the opportunity and potential for us to have this tag match against Swerve and this guy. Parker is his name. Parker Bourgeois, Boudreau, Boudreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect. But uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that match because you said in the beginning of this conversation, um, you're going to be more of yourself than you've ever had before. Down to the clothes, down to the hair, down to you know everything that people may have expected of you from before. Um. As far as character is concerned, is there just going to be, I know you said everything you've done to this point has always just been you. Um, for folks who have followed you, 
is there going to be any subtle differences that we should notice from you coming up? Um, so let me let me revisit what you just said for a moment because okay. let me just clarify. Yes, everything has been just me, with the exception of air oh, right. changes <laughs> appearing on main roster and uh, the Bearcat. Now, I will take the blame and all the jokes <laughs> because I did want to try something new on the main roster, and I knew I wanted to try out shorts. And that first <laughs> pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah, the shorts was a little... I, I mean, hey, listen. I was, I was just sitting there. I was like, you know what, man? <laughs> Listen, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. I feel you. <laughs> the shorts would have been okay initially, but uh, because of the fabric and the wording on them, they ended up looking like a damn tennis skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy couldn't blame anybody. Like that was all me. Okay, <laughs> I just got to take the blame for that. One. I, I appreciate. I appreciate the fashion forwardness of it, but it was just like you know. Yeah, I, I, there's certain things, certain things. Some some things are classics for a reason, brother. Some things are classics yeah. for a reason. One time, it immediately got sent to my gear maker. <laughs> like, you know what? Just uh, let's just cut this out and use the fabric for the regular shorts. Because my man, ah, that was brutal. <laughs> um, in terms of things going forward, um, I don't really want to give away a bunch of stuff because I kind of like the. Uh, vast array of views in terms of the white uh, top that I wore on screen for Friday. And uh, this, you can really tell like uh, people with very narrow minds versus people that are a little more open-minded or maybe you're into some of the same things that I'm into. They get it immediately. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that are like very narrow or not, um, open-minded at all typically it's like oh deacon keith uh i'm like good lord you know you're not the one i'm reaching out to and that's (laughs) okay it's okay everybody (laughs) comes at their own pace yeah everybody comes at their own pace yeah and eventually like it'll all come together and and be pseudo explained in its own ways but I kind of liked the very sudden bam, and people are like, "What the hell is going on here?" And it's, the ones get that it are like excited, and the ones that don't are confused. And I'm okay <laughs> with that too. Like either either is fun, as far as I'm concerned. But they felt something, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. They felt something. Yeah, yeah. But I am uh, forward, like uh, I, I can tell you that uh, my entrance attire is different and some of the ideas I have for pay-per-view gear is going to evolve over time with things that I'm interested in. So it'll be a fun process. Keith, we got to let you get out of here, but because like I said, we're big fans. Let me mark out for one second with you. Uh, Just ask a nerdy question. Who is your favorite wrestler past or present? Hmm. Past or present. That's, that's tough, but for as long as I could remember my number one dream match was against Kurt Angle. Oh. Um, I had, and I'm, when I tell you, I had an entire match in my head of things I wanted to happen. I wanted 20, 30 minutes. And then he retired. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's between him and you could even consider early 2000, like debut version Brock Lesnar. Oh, gosh. Him. So 
my influence in this industry is a cross, a, a three-way cross. It's a triangle, maybe even isosceles. <laughs> and it is a cross between early Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, and Loki. Oof. Wow. And those are like some of my biggest influence. And then let's like right there on the precipice is great Buddha. So those those are those are my biggest influences and in like people I love to study and or watch. Well, That's Keith, amazing, man. it's it's a it's a true honor and a pleasure when I say thank you for joining us on the math man, the mass man show. Uh continue to kill it, stay healthy, stay blessed, and uh man, we'll we'll see you soon, brother. Appreciate you having us. For the record, I feel a little cheated because it's called the Mass Man Show and none of you are masked. Hey, listen, I got some joints. I mean, I could I can go pull one out. Where's, where's it? You see, I just moved my office around and my ray, my ray it mask is around somewhere. Hey, you're doing better than me, man. Like, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> this is all the wife. This is all the wife. But, you oh, know, man, give her next my time. I appreciate you, bro. Definitely. <laughs> I, will, I will give her my best. Absolutely. Thank you guys so, right. so much for having me, man. Thank you Thank so you. much, Keith. You take it easy. Take care. That was the one and only greatest wrestler of all time, Keith Lee. Yes, yes. Thanks to Keith for doing that. Thanks to AEW for making that happen. Uh, You want to get some uh, plugs in on the way out the door, man? Yeah, man. Wally Mania tickets uh, almost sold out. Uh, Get those while they're hot. Uh, March 30th, the Novo, Los Angeles, California. Kickoff WrestleMania weekend. Be right way at Wally Mania. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. All your favorites will be there. It's Los Angeles. It's Hollywood. It's going to be a fun night of wrestling, music, good times. It's the only way to kick off the best wrestling weekend of the year. And it's in LA. You can't hacks for anything more. Check it out. Also, check out my show, Count It, on Points Bet USA, YouTube Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And check out Say Less with Kazo, Key, and Rosie every Monday on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Kazim. We'll be back on Thursday with a regular episode, maybe talking a little um, revolution. Certainly will. You can hear me here. You can hear me on the press box. You can hear me on the Book of Wrestling feed. Be sure to listen to all of the great Ringer Wrestling Show shows. This one, Cheap Beat, Wednesday Worldwide. And uh, apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, Humanoids. Peace. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.